Welcome to the Inspired Energy Podcast and the special Roaring 20 series, where we connect with inspiring leaders, experts, and coaches as they reflect on the past decade, sharing their insights, tips, stories, and lessons. And then we look to the upcoming decade, where we discuss their hopes, dreams, goals for their areas of expertise and also the broader humanity. So grab your dancing shoes or your favorite drink as we head into the Roaring 20s. Hello, Andrew. Welcome to episode two of Heading into the Roaring Twenties. Great to see you and great to have you as part of this program. How are you? Very well, thank you. Number two, love it. Number two, you are you are amazing and I love working with you and I love your energy and I love already our conversation because I know we're going to talk about the future because you have trouble not talking about the future. Yes. So your five word bio is I help people upgrade for our faster future. Hmm. Let me ask, how fast is that future coming? Um, I think it's a little bit slower than I might make believe. There's a, there's a, I think there's a difference between the sense of urgency to wake people up Mm. and then the slowness that we need to cultivate to actually greet the future in a particular way. It's almost like the, the, the line to get people into the conversation is <gasps> like where, uh, what has happened in the last 15 years and where are we headed and what's that pace of change look like and what's its buffeting winds on you as an individual and your relationships in the world. But then what I'm finding is actually the nature of the conversation is to slow down to reconnect with oneself and your own capabilities and uniqueness, and then to collaborate in real time. So that's more of a present moment focus than a yeah. past focus. Yeah. So um, when you uh, look at the future, cause you are someone high futuristic, you love thinking about the future. When you sort of think about that, you just mentioned 15 years. Is that how far out you think you're generally sort of thinking that, you know, decades in advance? Is that just how you sort of see and think about what's next? Yeah. I actually don't have futuristic very high in my talents. Oh, there we go. Surprisingly. Um, it's, it's, for me, it's much more about the, so strategy, I lead with strategy being number one in my Clifton strengths, but it's the strategic pathways and the masses amounts of complexity that I sift through every day, which cooks up to be this futuristic bent. I suppose why I talk about 15 years is because I'm looking at the rapid amount of change in the last 12 to 15 years. And then it's an easy way for me to then go, all right, if the last 15 years has been like this, and that's mobile phone technology, social media, um, you know, interconnectivity, the digitification of our ability to connect with global parts of the world's story making, whether that be individual, you know, our mm-hmm. friends globally and or through the macro political um, landscape, that that has sped things up. And I go, oh, okay, well, that's been 15 years. That feels like forever. And then I go, what would be possible in the next 15 years and what must we be cultivating today to be probably radically relevant 
to the future shift. Now, I then kind of halve that pace of change and then duplicate it into the future. <laughs> so I'm actually thinking about the next, you know, five to seven years as being as rapid and as meaningful as the last 15 years because I think things are accelerating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. So I want to come back to what you think are some of those key things or a key message you want to give people listening and watching that they could be taking right now. But I also want to just look back. If we look back for you um, for the past decade, mm. we're at the end of 2019 and, uh, you know, the noughties. What do you think has been a couple of things that you'd love to share that you've learned or, and a couple of celebrations, a couple of things that you'd like want to reflect on and, and acknowledge? Mm. I think for me personally, the last 10 years, 15 years, the noughties has been a year Oh, it's, I almost call it, well, often call it a jungle gym of life experience where I've sort of travelled through probably every single industry present here in Australia at least mm. um, and navigated the human condition and experience within industries and or life experiences. Um, and I think when I sit here at the end of 2019 and reflect on that, I go, wow, that has been a lot. Yeah. There's been a lot of present moment focus and not a lot of backward reflection in going, hang on, whoa, you know, part, parts of that have been really challenging and really difficult and filled with fear at times. Mm. And then parts of that have felt, have felt really expansive and um, sort of really connective, I suppose, and educational. That, that's just connection to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I, I think that gives me the platform that I'm speaking off of right now, which is what then do we need to pay attention to? What is, what could then be distilled to be our core focus areas on that? And I think mm. that's been that jungle gym. Um, I don't think it's going to stop. I think I'm being called into and asked to wrap my my human experience around a lot of different things even now. <laughs> so if there was one thing that you look back on and, and we can celebrate right now mm. that you've achieved, what would that be? I think it's building a business that grew 160% if you look at a financial metric in the yeah. last financial year. Um, and it's just me. You know, that's been my creation and co-creation with my clients um, spaces to deeply reflect mm. <laughs> and be challenged and feel anxious and, yeah, and yeah. gather together resources to move forward, <laughs> um, which has been pretty amazing. That is that I can imagine, as you said, that a measure is financial, but also the measure of those conversations you've had mm. of creating a space for people to deeply reflect, to learn, to grow, Mm. Um, and the impact you've made in all those people's lives. Mm. It's a cool trick to use a financial metric, but um, <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's a good one in a capitalist economy to use. And when I sit and speak to my coach and all the people who are supporting me in my own journey with myself, um, we, we start to liken dollars into impact and that space and that time that yeah, you're, yeah. you're thinking and, uh, about which is it's just a merely a symbol of energy exchange in the world. And it actually doesn't really mean anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's another conversation. It is. <laughs> now let, let's jump ahead 
2029, what does the next 10 years look like for you and the work you're doing? Mm. I think, um, you know, if I fast forward really quickly and, and briefly into the next 10 to 15 years, I think biotechnology, the internet of things or billions of internet connected devices and um, artificial intelligence are all going to combine to be pretty um, interesting. Mm. And I think there is a disc, two, two levels of discourse on this one around the hope and the opportunity of that. And one around the dystopian sort of fear-based um, dialogue yeah. around that. Um, and it's, and it's interesting because I think parts of the last 15 years of change have, have kind of created some tensions for people to mm. have to navigate. And I think that's going to continue. And I think it, they're going to probably be a little bit more severe. Um, but the next five to 10 years, are, I actually think it's going to be a lot less about massive fundamental changes on how we communicate or integrate or um, connect with each other but more about the augmented experience of how we show up in the world. Um, and so my key theme in how to be relevant to an uncertain and very complex future is to have a stronger relationship with yourself. Yeah. It is in a digitified and digital, um, you know, experience of life. How could we become more human? And as we develop and cultivate a relationship with ourselves, how can we leverage that in being surprised about our own uniqueness, then turn towards curiosity to others in collaboration and connection to actually um, get out of life what we want to get out of it. And that, yeah. that might be that paradigm of success for each individual person being unique, but it's about those human connections. I saw a story the other day that I've just remembered that concerns me. It was a picture of a cow wearing a VR headset and somewhere in Europe, they were trialing cows with VR headsets strapped on. I think it was a real story. I'm not saying fake news here. And it was about the environment that they're creating so that they can get better milk production. And I just thought, no, this is, this is not the way I thought we'd go as a, yeah. as a developing have, did you see that story? What are your thoughts I on that? Didn't, I didn't see that story. It just reminds me of, um, the mass amounts of change that mm. we're going to experience. And at every level of experience, whether that be in new knowledge around how our bodies are working or our ecology is working or the environment around us, the, the, the mass forces of politics and, and societal change, it, it, that story just tells me that there's, there is going to be lots of movements happening yeah. in the world. And what are we going to be grounded in? What, yes. what, what do we have at our disposal? We have sitting inside of us right now, ancient architecture on how to feel grounded and safe with ourselves and each mm. other. And, and it's funny, you know, the more I talk about the faster future and those winds that are buffeting us, the more I'm, I'm really connecting to the need to be grounded in oneself mm. and, and leveraging all of the tools that we have and all of the um, peak experiences we have as being a human to actually make that possible. Um, yeah. Yeah. So thinking about grounding and mm. being more grounded, more centered, more connected to who you are. Mm. Um, what's one strategy that, you know, really works to do that. Mm. Oh God. How could I pick one? There, there would be give me 20. Different. 
there, yeah, <laughs> will there be many things that I would am, am deploying and for myself, let alone in encouraging clients. One of the key things I think people need to explore is the connection between their head, their heart and their gut. Yeah. As the core sort of rhythm of um, that ancient architecture I'm talking about, which will help with uncertainty and complexity as we move forward. And it's the vagus nerve. And if anyone wants to search vagus, it's V-A-G-U-S, not vagus as in um, V-E-G-A-S. <laughs> um, vagus nerve has been a lot of science in the last five years mm. on the interconnection of this system. And part of the system is around safety and comfort. And yep. part of the system is around when we are feeling pinched or stressed or in that fear space. And the connection between gut health and heart um, connection and brain cognitive diversity or how, how different we are in how we show up in the world and how that diversity mm. is a really good thing to our future. The only way we can really connect to that individually is through person systems as well of showing up how yep. they think they feel and they act so that's one thing and, and look there's so many things there's you know really great exercise there's pilates there's going to see a naturopath um, to figure <laughs> out some of that stuff um, and i know you know a couple of those but it's it's figuring out how we can really improve this sort of system of yeah. being alive and not neglect it or desensitize ourselves from it I think is super important to grounding as one thing. Yes. Uh, well, that's a, it's a brilliant message. And I think that's a great one thing. And um, I, I, my lesson, one of my lessons, which I feel is connected to that beautifully for the past decade is really listen to your body. Your body is talking to you, whether it's your unsettled feeling in the stomach or the excitement, or if your heart's racing, or if you've got sweaty palms, or if you feel alive when you connect with someone or something that you're doing and the energy increases, all of that, your body is giving you all these signals. And I think too often we ignore those. So 5% five, 5 of our experience is conscious. Yeah. 95% is, you know, uh, we, we use the word unconscious. I think the word unconscious has a, a deep and dark mysterious meaning to people through through the hundreds of years which we've been studying the unconscious it's become laid with like a mystique yeah um the unconscious is a felt experience you know it, it is a collection of neural networks and cells and and mm. you know um electricity that resides in our body that's processing stuff right and so a lot of the journey i'm taking individual or, or private clients in my one-on-one -on -one practice on is how do we tap into that yeah. wisdom how and it's wisdom it's not deep dark mysterious dream making stuff it's actually just wisdom it's stored experiences that aren't sitting up in the cognitive layers of understanding of consciousness and so you know uh, part of my mission in 2020 is to demystify a therapeutic conversation and normalize that conversation towards what we're talking about, that this is bodily based wisdom that we have yeah. stored within us to help us move forward um, is a part of the 2020 sort of mission, I think. Mm -hmm. mm. When's your book coming out? I can feel a book in you. <laughs> well, I just, I, I've been sitting on this, um, this leadership model. So part of my other work in the world is not just working with individuals, but also working with teams. Yeah. And most of that, has been in senior executive teams in the last six months and i've been sort of gestating this idea around well what are the 
what's the terrain a leader needs to occupy in the future mm. of leadership? And what are the things that they have to stretch towards? And so that just got documented yesterday or the day before and refined this morning. And so it's been kind of gestating and then it all just dumped out and, and became something. I, I don't know if I've got the piece of paper. It looks like this actually. Oh, that's uh, exciting. <laughs> so it's got lots of components in it because it's actually a product of the last five years of me being in business really. Yeah. And so I don't know the book, our book is coming. I think, you know, for me, 2020 might be more about building an online ecosystem of sharing versus just a book. I think potentially there's other ways to communicate versus just books. I think there's an absolute place for books as well as a part of that. Um, I want to get really good at using 10 to 15% of my time in creating content that um, is freely given to expand some of yeah. the messages that I've been connecting to. So uh, um, I think it might be a book, but bigger than a book as well. Yeah, yeah. About the platform. Well, what I'm hearing from that is with that faster future, how to use that technology to get out your message, get out yeah. your inspiration, connect with more people and make a difference. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now, so I've got a question for you. If we had uh, an opportunity to skywrite a message across the globe and everyone gets to read that, everyone sees mm. that and everyone mm -hmm. takes that in and they just can't avoid the Andrew Sloan plane that's flying across and has that message. Mm. That's scary. What's the Careful. message that you're put is scary, but exciting. What's, what's, <laughs> what's the message you'd love everyone to, to see, to help them in the future and to move forward? Oh, there's so many things I'd like to say. One of the things that keeps reverberating around my head is slow down to fast up, mm. to fasten up. Um, I think we can sign up and into the quickness and the pace around us and move closer towards reactivity and potentially not taking ownership. And the message here is, well, hang on. No, you are in control. You have choices. You are an, an autonomous agent. If, if um, you know, you're in a privileged position like we are as, yeah. you know, people in Western culture doing this sort of stuff and yeah. having access to these sorts of relationships and connections. But I think most of us are in a space of being able to choose and have personal responsibility and take accountability for our lives. And so no matter how quick and fast paced or how much noise is around us, we can choose to um, be present. We can choose to slow down and maybe that might help us move quicker and faster towards where we wish to head. Mm. You know, Love what it. That success looks like. I think that is a really powerful message and one that I totally resonate with as well. So awesome, Andrew. Now, if someone wants to connect with you online, Mm -hmm. where's the number one best place to find you? The best place is probably my website, andrewsloan.com.au. That's yep. Sloan spelled S-L-O-A-N because people <laughs> love to add an extra letter called an E on the end of Sloan. Oh, okay. And we, we don't um, do that. No. We don't do that. And um, LinkedIn is a really great space as well. You can find me on LinkedIn. It's got some, you know, um, my history in this world. It's also got what people think about me too, which is kind of nice. Awesome. Well, Andrew, I appreciate your inspiration around what the next decade looks like. I love that message around slow down to fast up and to speed up and to be more of yourself and that grounding and 
tapping into the vagus nerve and also that I, um, ancient architecture yeah. so we really understand ourselves it's been so great connecting with you today thank you so much thanks for the opportunity Maz. thank you bye bye thanks for listening if you got something out of this episode make sure you share it on social media hashtag inspired energy and also use the hashtag roaring 20s and look out for the next episode of the roaring 20s podcast series